Good morning. Happy Labor Day weekend. I've always loved Labor Day. I was born on a Labor Day. I always thought that was a fitting day to be born on. Um, so and the only problem with it is it seems like school started on my birthday every year. Uh, now they start in August, so it wouldn't be, wouldn't be as bad. I am Skip. Pastor Cherry uh, mentioned I I've been coming here for about 20 years, and when he, let me tell you, this is code when he says he knew me when I was just beginning to know Christ. That's code for I knew him when he was a mess. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about that today. Uh, I'm going to jump into what we're going to talk about this morning right away. Three of the scariest words that you can ever hear are, God told me. Because uh, a lot of times what follows those three words is some of the most, uh, and I'll just say the word evil, imaginations that, that has ever happened. We've all known uh, certain times and certain people who have done things that are atrocious and blamed it on God. God told me. And so I think that has a little bit to do with our hesitancy, maybe to embrace what I'm going to talk about today, which is learning how to hear from God. We've been going all summer on this wisdom for living different ways that God wants to give us wisdom uh, for our lives, uh, for direction for our lives, to help keep us in his will. This is uh, not a new concept that I'm going to talk about this morning, but it is kind of new angle I'm taking. I want to take that angle that... Part of, of uh, wise living is learning how to let God direct our lives, learning to hear from him, learning to understand the different ways he communicates with us about things and directions in our life that he wants to help us with. And so um, despite the fact that uh, maybe it has a negative connotation to say God told me, I really do think it's one of the greatest privileges we have as a follower of Jesus, the ability to hear God's voice. And it looks different for a lot of people. It looks different in a lot of lives. I'm going to talk about that this morning. We're going to look, starting with the Apostle Paul, I'm going to look at two different accounts where God spoke to Paul. So as I go through the accounts, maybe you follow along with me. Maybe you'll, you can see where the different methods that God might use to communicate with Paul. In the uh, first uh, passage, Acts 27, Paul's on this uh, sailing ship. He's leaving the island of Crete, um, and they, get, they encounter a, a storm. Eventually, he gets shipwrecked on an island of Malta, uh, let me jump in with passage, uh, the passage. Verse 9, now, when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was over, uh, uh, Paul advised them, saying, Men, I perceive that this voice, this voyage, will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. So Paul's full of good news here. Um, nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things that Paul said. And so they decide to set sail against Paul's better judgment. Uh, that's verse 11. We're going to jump to 21. The reason being, uh, there's 10 verses that say they get shipwrecked. And so uh, 
you see on your map there, the island of Malta on the far bottom left, that is where they get shipwrecked. And they had left Crete, which is almost dead center on the map. And they ended up 14 days in this storm, moving over there until they, they uh, run aground right off Malta. They, they get ashore, and all, all of them live. We'll look at that. Verse 21, but after a long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, men, you should have listened to me. You shouldn't have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I'm served, and whom I've served, saying, do not be afraid. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you and all those sail with you uh, safety. And therefore, take heart, men, because I believe God will do just as he told me. However, we will run aground on a certain island. And so you can kind of maybe some of you saw in there God's communicating with Paul in a couple of different ways. Let's jump to the other passage in Acts 16 and look at a couple of more ways the Lord speaks to the Apostle Paul. Uh, in this circumstance, Paul's on his second missionary journey. He's following the outline of his first missionary journey. He's up in modern-day Turkey now. Uh, he wants to, to either come down south and head back home or go north. Uh, and we'll see what happens here. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia, and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, that's north, they tried to go north. The Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So after Paul had seen this vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called him to preach the gospel to them. And so Paul ends up heading west. He ends up going over to what is modern-day Europe, uh, landing in Greece, uh, modern-day Greece. Um, that's where Macedonia is. And so he goes in a direction he never would have gone without this uh, encounter with, with the Holy Spirit. As I looked at these passages, I saw so many different ways that, that God was communicating with Paul. And I, it made me, that was the first thing that jumped out at me and is going to be our first reflection, is that God does use many methods to communicate his wisdom and his will for our lives. This series is, is titled Wisdom for Living. And God wants to give us wisdom. And we've looked at a, a lot of different ways he can do that. But one, here we're talking about the voice of the Lord and how many different ways and methods God communicates with us. We saw it with the Apostle Paul um, at least four different ways. I'm going to jump in and tell you a bunch of ways I thought of. It's not an exhaustive list. I think it's a pretty good list. And these are maybe some of the things I've seen in my life. Um, but let's just jump in. I think the first primary way God communicates with us, his followers, is through Jesus. 
Again, pastor saw me when I first came in. I was a mess. I did not know who Jesus was. I didn't own a Bible. Uh, I probably had heard a few of the stories over time, and I knew some of the phrases that maybe Jesus had spoke, but I didn't really know him or his story. And I think that God wants to speak to us through Jesus. In Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, uh, the, Lord, the Lord says, uh, and this is uh, God, long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. But now in this, these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. And so the life of Jesus is one of the primary ways we can begin to hear God's voice. If you have a Bible and you open up the New Testament, the first four books are what we call the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ. Those are the accounts of Jesus' life uh, from different, different people and different points of view. They just take you on a journey through the life of Jesus. And so... This is a wonderful place to start. If you want to hear God's voice, read what his son had to say. Read um, about Jesus and read what Jesus said. These are wonderful ways. And it's a perfect segue into the second one, which is the Bible. God does speak through the Bible. Um, I believe that the Bible is God's word. People call it that. And so if it is his word is one of the ways that he communicates with us and shows us different directions to go for our lives. It provides wisdom for our lives. Uh, not only the words of Jesus, but the whole thing is filled with wisdom, is filled with truth, is filled with uh, principles for life and for blessing. And I know not all of us are in the, the same place. Maybe you've come here this morning like I did 20 years ago, a mess, and you don't really know uh, who Jesus is. You don't own a Bible. You've never read the stories. You're in the same place I was. I understand that. Don't worry about it. God can handle our doubts. God can handle a questioning spirit. But the fact of the matter is, over time, as I, I, I purchased a Bible and I began to read it, by the way, they gave me the wrong change when I bought that Bible. And I always wondered if it was like a test that they gave everybody who bought a Bible the wrong change to see if they'd say anything. Um, I don't know how I got there, but anyways, um, I got my first Bible and I began to read it and, and things started uh, awakening in, in my spirit. And I began to see truths that I never really understood before. Uh, it's amazing. I would encourage you, if you're where I was, to get a Bible, begin to read it. Start with the Gospels, but then move, move out, explore. You're, God will reveal himself through it. I mean, that's what the Bible is. It is God's self-revelation. And he will reveal himself, and he'll make things truth in your spirit. I believe that. I, I, that's why I, I never try to convince anybody of anything. I just say, go read it. God will convince you. I don't need to do that. He'll do it. And the, the life-giving principles that the scriptures have are just amazing. Uh, I know that I, even in places where I hadn't fully accepted this as truth, that there were times that 
God used principles in the Bible to really change me and bless my life. And I didn't have to believe the whole thing yet. I mean, it's wonderful. God can use our honest questioning. He has no problem with our doubts. He will speak to us through his word. Another way he speaks to us is through the spirit. I mean, you looked at uh, Apostle Paul uh, in that second passage. It was an interesting phrase. It said the Holy Spirit wouldn't let them. Now, what does that look like? What does that mean? Um, and, and I've had this in my own life where you've, you've, all of a sudden you have almost a premonition. There's, this, there's just something that happens in you that just goes, whoa, whoa, this is, I got to stop this because this is, the God is making it very clear. The Spirit is saying, don't go there. And I believe that's what happened to, to Paul. And I call this a, a check in the spirit. You can call it the prompting of the Lord, whatever you want to call it. But it's basically, he gives you wisdom for your living through his very own spirit. And he speaks into our spirit. And I've had this happen a lot, a lot of times. Uh, there are, are, are many different times that, that God has spoken to me in the spirit and just put up a check and just said, nope, nope, you know. I mean, I, have you ever been car shopping? I mean, they won't let you out of the building they, they have manacles, they chain you down, and they give you a pen, and, and they glue it in your hand, and you're not leaving till you sign. And they will do anything to keep you there. And, and I remember the last time I went car shopping, all I wanted to do was go home and ask the Lord if this is a purchase I should make. And they wouldn't let me go. And the guy's going, you, you know what, it's not going to be here tomorrow. It's not going to be here. This deal's gone off the table tomorrow. You will never see this deal again. And, and I'm like, okay, listen, I believe that if God wants me to have it, it'll still be here tomorrow, maybe even cheaper. I mean, <laughs> and there's a real act of faith because once you do get out, then the price goes down, right? Um, and so, you know, I, I believe that in my own life, I need to give God a chance to say no when I want to say yes. I believe I need to give him a chance to say yes when I want to say no. And so I'll, over big decisions, I always try to carve out enough time to see if God has something to say to me in my spirit. And so, you know, when I went to the Maserati dealership, uh, <laughs> big check in the spirit. Um, it was worth a shot, though. This brought me, you know, all, there's, there's so many more. I mean, we saw Paul spoke to an angel. Uh, I don't believe I've ever spoken to an angel as possible, I guess, because God says we can entertain angels un, unaware. Um, so I might unwittingly have spoken to an angel. God's big enough to do something like that. Uh, but he did it in the life of Paul. We saw it. He spoke to him in dreams. Dreams are another way that God communicates um, his will for our lives and wisdom into our lives. And um, some people, they, they have a, a gift. They have a gift where they, they can dream things and they remember them and, and they, they can interpret them. And I'm like, I don't remember a thing that I ever dreamt, you know. That's not the way my, uh, I hear from the Lord. But it is a way that people do. I mean, obviously it happened in Paul and I've seen it happen in many others as well. And the final thing I want to say is God definitely speaks to us about our lives. He gives us wisdom for living by, by using others. 
God will use others to speak in your life. I mean, it's possible he has something to say to you today through me. Um, I know it's a stretch, but God could speak through me today and say something that he wants you to hear. I believe that. Um, God, he oftentimes uses others. One of the first blessings I got when I came into this community 20 years ago was I struck up a friendship with somebody who I began praying with um, at least, you know, monthly, maybe most, sometimes weekly. But we would just pray together. We would share our lives. I could trust him. I could just with the most intimate details of my life. And he, uh, he's been such a blessing to me over the years. And I do the same thing for him. And I believe God uses that relationship to speak to both of us. There have been times when I've got something going on in my life. I don't really see it. But I know that, that God will speak through my, I'm going to use the word, accountability partner. Um, and accountability in that connotation is, is not negative. It's like a coach, a trainer who wants to help you accomplish what you want to accomplish. And so if there are times when I'm a little off course, like a few weeks ago we read about King David and the whole Bathsheba thing and, and how uh, King David really got messed up. And he, God used his right-hand man, Nathan, to get his attention, to speak to him, to say, you know what, um, we've got this thing that's been going on for the last year. We need to address this because right now, your life's a mess. You're not listening to me anymore, and I need this thing to turn around. And Nathan gets King David's attention, and that's exactly what happens. And so... I believe that this person who I spoke of is my Nathan. God will speak to him if God needs to get my attention. I believe that with my whole heart. And I know there have been times he's done it, and he's done it with me as far as into this other person's life. God shows us, he gives us wisdom for living through others. It's a wonderful thing. So... I encourage you, if, you, if you're new here, get in a small group, maybe get a prayer partner, get, get somebody in your life you can trust, uh, not to police you, that's not what this is all about, but to lovingly help you along and show you and help you in this journey of living a life that's Christ-like. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a necessity, I would say. It's a necessity. So... God speaks to our, uh, us through others. He also speaks to, I mean, obviously, prayer is what? Communication with God. It's a conversation with God. I mean, it's, that's, that alone says that God speaks right there, is that we pray. God speaks to us because we pray. Now, listen, I'm not talking about audible voice here. I, I don't hear uh, voices that, that are, um, you know, loud and low that rumble through the house and tell me what to do. But there are times that God speaks to me where it couldn't be any more clearer than if he had done it audibly. He knows how to get your attention in your spirit and uh, make something clear in your mind, a direction, a path, an alter, change of direction, uh, some wisdom for living. That, now, these are all wonderful ways that God uh, will speak to us. That is not an exhaustive list. Obviously, there are more ways. 
those are most of the ways that I could think of and that I've seen. Uh, I think we all have a primary way that God wants to communicate with us. And we're going to look at that in a minute. But I do believe we need to cultivate our primary gifting, the primary way that the Lord speaks with us. However, I want to, t- I want to say this, just a quick balance, a quick balance here. Um, all these message, uh, the methods have the ability to be misused. They've all been misused. As I said before, uh, God told me has been the start of many wars uh, and many other uh, atrocities that have happened throughout history. And so we need to recognize our limitations. This is my, my second reflection. We need to rec- recognize our, our, our limits, our limitations, to understand that we see through a glass dimly. That's a biblical phrase that I just love because it communicates the fact that even when we think we've got it down, we think we know what's going on, we don't always have 20-20 vision. We need to recognize that we're flawed. I mean, Paul, he was humble. I mean, look at the, the, the shipwreck. He just got finished talking to an angel uh, that told him what to do. And he goes back to them and he doesn't say, thus saith the Lord, this is what's going to happen. No, he takes, the, he takes the humble approach. He says, listen, take heart, men. I believe God will, will do it just as he told me. I believe he will. Uh, that's a humble approach. I mean, he, he knew that the Lord had spoken to him through this angel, and he, he comes and he says, look, I, I know this is God, and I believe in him. Uh, it's a great way to go after it. I think we can learn a lesson from Paul. There, there, is, um, there are times in our lives when we will hear something from God, we will be moved in a direction We will make a big decision that is life-altering that God may give us a word, may impress something in our spirit, may move us in a direction, and we have to filter that through others or through the scripture. Uh, There are different checks and balances we can use to make sure we're not missing the word of the Lord, that we're getting exactly what God wants to say. Sometimes it takes other people to help us do that. I know for a fact in my own life, there have been big decisions I've had to make. I bounce them off other people. I get feedback. Uh, I say, I think this is what God's saying. I mean, sometimes I even feel like I'm sure it's what God's saying, but I know I have the capacity to miss it. So I want you to double check this thing with me. I want you to look at it. And I'll look at scripture and make sure that I'm, I'm in line. Because if, he's, if you think the Lord said, go, go over to First National and clean out the vault, um, that, that's not in alignment with God's word. That's, I mean, that's not the voice of the Lord. I can guarantee you that. It's not the voice of the Lord. He's not going to ask us to do something that's illegal. Uh, that's, that's never going to be his method. And so a good way to check and balance and to keep, make sure we're hearing correctly is to check it out against the Bible, to check in with others, um, keep cards close to your vest, you know, ponder them, ask God for more clarity. You know what, some of the, it, it, the beauty of both these accounts is 
that Paul heard from God initially, but by the time he was done, he heard something else. I mean, the first one, he, he thinks there's going to be loss of life. There's this disaster coming. And he, he's heard from the Lord, but he, his impression is that people are going to die. And, and by the time he's done, God said, no, no, no one's going to die. And 276 people were on that ship and they were all saved. And it's because Paul continued to seek clarity around what the Lord said that he was able to come back and say, this is now, this is now what the Lord has said. It's a little bit different, but I, I fleshed it out. I, I went after it. I didn't just settle and say, that's the word of the Lord and it's, that's that. I said, let me just sort of dig into this deeper, pray about it, to really reflect on it. And, and, and guess what? He got a clearer picture. Same in the second account. I mean, the Holy Spirit stopped him, but he didn't know where to go. He just knew it wasn't north. He could not go north, but he didn't know where to go. God gave him a dream, and then all of a sudden he goes, immediately, boom, we're going over to Greece. We're going to take the gospel, the good news of Jesus, over to Europe. That's what the Lord wants. I've, I've fleshed this out because I continue to seek the Lord's will in this. And so that's just a great lesson for us. Make sure if we're hearing something from the Lord uh, that we've given it some checks and balances and we've asked the Lord to further clarify things and, and to really look at things um, with honesty. Because look, we all have the ability to be self-deceived. There's not a one of us here who can't deceive ourselves into believing that God said something uh, you know, that he didn't really say. That's a fact. We're all vulnerable to wanting things and wanting the Lord to say yes to things, and we can, we can almost force the issue at times. And so we need these checks and balances, but having said all that, given you all these, you know, clarifiers about the ways we can make sure we're on the right path, I want to get back to the fact that God does speak to us I, I, don't, I don't want us to leave here afraid to, to seek the Lord's voice in your life. I, I'm, I'm praying that the opposite will happen, that there will be a hunger, a desire to really hear from God, to say, Lord, I want to invite you into every detail of my life. I want to hear from you on things. Maybe I thought these things were too small for you, I don't know, but I'm going to start seeking you and trying to hear your voice on this. What is it you're saying, Lord? I want your wisdom in my life. I, I want to know your will for myself. And so that's a process. This is my final reflection is, look, it's a process. Learning how to hear God's voice is a process. I go back to when I came in here a mess uh, coming out of, you know, recovery centers and boom, and I couldn't even, you know, tie my own shoes. It was, I was a mess. I mean, I, I literally, um, it was all I could do just to get to church. And the Lord began to shape me. And it's been 20 years now, but the journey's been magnificent. Um, over time, I've learned how to hear his voice. But we talked about that fact that God has, you know, ways that some of us hear that are different than other ways. My primary way God speaks to me is if I'm reading the Bible 
and sort of reflecting on things is he'll oftentimes take a, just a sentence or a passage, he'll, he'll just sort of underline it in my spirit and he'll jump out at me. He'll say, this is for you, right here. This is for you. And sometimes I understand it right away. Sometimes I have to dig in and say, Lord, what are you saying? What do you mean this passage is for me? What does that look like? And it might take some time. It might take weeks. Just flesh that out. What is it? Why is this important to me? Because I know you're telling me it's important. I can feel it in my spirit. Why is it important? Lord, what are you saying? And that's a process, learning how to listen like that. When I was at that stage, I used to, um, you know, I had so many flaws and so much baggage. And there were so many things, you know, I couldn't stop doing that I wanted to stop. And I'm going, Lord, help me. I keep doing things I don't want to do. And, and I used to call myself stupid all the time. Just, oh, you're so stupid, Skip. And, um, you know, it, I was reading this passage in John 12. Mary pours out this oil on Jesus, expensive perfume. Judas is in the room. He says, um, you know, what a waste. What a waste. We could have sold that oil. We could have given the money to the poor. Now, Judas didn't care about the poor. He didn't want the money for them. Um, he just was sad that he lost that money. He, could have, he was the treasurer. He could, could have sold it and put it in his pocket. But, but that's the story. And in that story, I remember reading it. Uh, one of the first times I remember God speaking to me is I remember reading it, and I've been struggling with this, calling myself stupid, and God said, that's for you right there. You tell me all the time I wasted my oil. All the time. Now, oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And God's saying, look, I'm, I'm with you. My spirit's with you. You're telling me I wasted it. I'm telling you, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. You need to stop calling yourself stupid because you are undermining the things I want to do in your life. I called you. I'm going to do things in your life. I'm going to change you from the inside out. You need to let me and stop calling yourself stupid. That's what I heard as soon as God pointed out that I was like Judas. Get your attention when God says you're like Judas. It's just not good. It's not, you don't want that. Don't want that. All right. Um, God says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. In your handouts, I put a scripture from Jesus. And he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. There's so many conversations. Jesus starts with that phrase. In the last book of Revelations, he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. There is a way to listen to the voice of the Lord that takes... Um, it's not listening with our ears. It's a spiritual listening, spiritual discernment, a way to hear from God that isn't just connected to our ears. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is a process. How do I hear from God? What does that look like? Um, what is, you know, how do I dig into this? What is God trying to tell me? So, I want to encourage everyone here, if you've never heard God's still small voice, I would pray that you would take some time to at least get quiet 
and see if God doesn't have say, something to say to you in the spirit. I, it's, I remember that first time with the, um, the oil, and I'll never forget it, and that's the way God's communicated to me. I mean, more than any other method, that's the method. If I read the scriptures and God underlines something in the spirit, that's how God speaks to me most. And there are other ways. Obviously, I talk to you about my friends, so you know, he speaks to me through others, and he speaks to me through Jesus, and all these ways. But I, my primary gifting, I would say, to hear the Lord's voice is in that fashion I told you about. All of us need to figure out what is the way that God primarily speaks to me. And that takes time. That takes energy. It's not a, you know, we need people to help us learn how. Sometimes we need to ask others, you know, I, I don't know how this works. Maybe you get a small group and, and people begin to, to explain some of their uh, life circumstances, just as I've done today, and you, you go, something will hit home and you go, yeah, yeah, I think that's how God speaks to me too. Um, there's many ways. Fact of the matter is, God does want to speak to us. He's speaking all the time. We just need ears to hear. We need ears to hear. And there have been times in my life when I can't hear the voice of the Lord. And it's usually because the last time he spoke to me, I didn't listen. I didn't do what he asked me to do. And so then he's like, well, you know, if you don't want to listen, I don't need to say anything. And so I, I get myself in these places where you can't hear the Lord. If we want to hear the Lord, we've got to obey. You know, you can't just ask God, give me direction, wisdom for my life. Give me, uh, let me know your perfect will. No, I don't like that. Um, plan B, God. Can we try something else? It doesn't work that way. If we, if we ask him to speak to us and we aren't willing to pay attention and actually do it, it begins to harden your heart. The scriptures tell us that you will begin to lose the ability to hear God. And it will harden your heart. So we need to obey. Paul, I mean, look at these, both these passages. Paul is, is such a prime example of somebody uh, who obeys. So, you know what? Whatever it takes, go, get a small group, go on a retreat, come to worship services. When you come in Sundays morning or, or Saturday night, ask God, you know, Lord, give me ears to hear. I want to hear something from you today. I made all the effort to get here. I don't just want it to be uh, an exercise in futility. I want to hear you. So come in open. And that's just, a, this is part of the process. I have to remind myself all the times when I'm at conferences and things like that is, I'm here because God has something to say for me here. I need to really listen in the spirit. I really need to, to you know, to focus in here and say, God, what is it? Why am I here? What is it you want to say to me? Why am I here? And this, again, it's a process. It's a great process. It's a great journey, but it is a process. I hope that all of us will begin that journey in some way or fashion. Or if you've been doing it for a long time and you know how to hear God, that it will rekindle in you, stimulate something in you to go after the Lord more, to, to desire to hear more from him. And uh, I believe that God has wisdom for our lives if we will take times to hear what it is he wants to say. And so we're going to have our time of giving. We will have a closing song. The song speaks to chasing after God's heart. I want to get to know you, Lord. I want to chase after you. I want to know your will for my life. I want to know what it, 
what you have to say, what direction you want to take me. I want to be open, Lord, to the Holy Spirit speaking into my life, wisdom in the Spirit. That's what the message is about. Lord, we want to be wise in the Spirit. Lord, give us ears to hear. We want to be able to just discern what is the voice of the Lord and what isn't. Maybe, Lord, maybe speak to somebody for the first time, that still, small voice that whispers in their soul and says, I'm here. I'm part of your life. Lord, be with us. Be with us. Give us wisdom for living in Jesus' name.